The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. Welcome to Summer County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. And, uh, you know, it's always good to have you along and spending a little time with us. And we're each and every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, right here at WHIN. And uh, you're going to hear it on the podcast page at whinradio.com. And you can listen to that podcast. It should drop about Monday morning, a little after 8 o'clock, and it'll be up there forever. You can go back and rewind and play it and share it. Uh, we'd love for you to do it. So, of course, our show is sponsored by FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, right here in Hendersonville. And we have a special guest with us this morning. As all of our guests are special, but this is extra special. We were able to tap into the busy schedule of Keith Free. <laughs> Keith, welcome to the show. You got to tell us about yourself and let everybody know who, who doesn't know you, who you are. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. It's a pleasure to pleasure to be here, and I look forward to, uh, to talking with you this morning. My name is Keith Free, and I'm the uh, planning director for the city of Hendersonville. Uh, me and my family moved uh, here to Hendersonville about five years ago this month, and working for the, the city of Hendersonville as a planning director. Uh, just on a personal note, my wife Susan and I live here in, in Hendersonville uh, with uh, our daughter uh, Sarah, and she's actually uh, will be a sophomore at Lipscomb University oh, uh, wow. here this fall. And uh, also have I have uh, she's 19 year old, and then I have a 28 year old daughter that lives here in Nashville. And then I have a 30-year-old son uh, that lives in uh, Virginia. You're and only, two, grand, two grandsons as well. Well, you're only 29. How do you pull yes, that I off? Know, I, yeah, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. But you've been here about the same length of time as we have. And you just uh, took the bull by the horns and uh, got this whipped it into shape real quick. Well, I'll tell you, it's been, uh, it's been a great opportunity to be here. Uh, uh, just on a couple of different notes, uh, Professionally, this has been a great experience uh, in working with the uh, uh, staff uh, with the city of Hendersonville and working with the com- with the community. Uh, personally, uh, as you know, uh, you and your family moved here at the same time I did, mm-hmm. and with my family, uh, this is an amazing place to live. Uh, there's something very unique. It's very special. Some of that's quantitative that you can measure, but a lot of it is not something you can measure. It's something that you feel. And uh, that's been consistent over the last uh, five years. And I know we probably have a lot of people listening uh, to this program this morning uh, that have moved here over the last several several years. And they know exactly what uh, what I'm what I'm talking about. Well, it's that feeling you were talking about. It, you're exactly right. Because it ju- you just feel this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you're so welcomed. And everybody just it's like a good hometown. <laughs> it is. There's a there's there's certainly in uh, in most southern communities, there is a level of hospitality. I think the thing that's uh, significantly different here is there is a deepness and a genuineness to that hospitality. Yes. People really do mean it. Uh, I think as well, this is a great community that you can assimilate into. People are very welcoming uh, and are more interested in who you are uh, than uh, um, than what you can necessarily do for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, makes a significant difference here. And I haven't really felt that uppityness. You, you don't feel welcome. They think they're better than you. 
everybody just, I don't care what level uh, that you're at, you just kind of feel warm and, and welcomed. It is, which is which is very unique for a city uh, that is um, uh, was established in nineteen, I believe, nineteen sixty nine. So, not that old of a city. So, very unique that the charm and the character of this community and the the people that live here could maintain that through a lot of growth over the years to get to this point. The way this city has grown, <laughs> and I've, I've talked to a lot of people who have been here oh, forever. Judge Oliver, for instance. Mm-hmm. I mean. The stories you can hear coming from him is amazing. Burkett Nelson is another one that just a historian of the of Old Hickory Lake. I mean, it's incredible to see the history we have here and how you've able to come in. Which I, I assume, anytime you do something like, it has to be a challenge because you have you have to absorb all of everything and then go back in history and kind of learn mm-hmm. what it was and and what it's going to be and and plan so far in the future. It does. You have to take all of that uh, information in very diverse information uh, and comprehensively mm-hmm. and look at that uh, because all the different things that we deal with in uh, in our in the planning office, a lot of development, a lot of redevelopment, a lot of questions about our future. Uh, all of those things uh, come into play, and as we're talking about new people coming to this uh, community, a lot of a lot of folks have come from other communities uh, where growth or different uh, different experiences have kind of pushed them more toward a community like ours. And so, uh, in having that understanding, that a lot of people, even people that have been here a long time, but especially folks that have been here that have come in the last ten years uh, or the last three years, you know, their concern is the next the de- whatever the next development is or the next single house or something that gets done uh, could be the thing that changes the character of the community. And uh, the thing about it is, is those things do impact the character of the community, but the character is deeper than whatever the next project is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it will sustain well into the future uh, the desirability of this community and what people find attractive and the people that live here, what their, what their deeper experience is. Sure. And I have to do a little bragging. My, uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, just became the city planner of Cocoa Beach. Oh, that's great. And she had been, it's, it's one of these, these cities where the people have been there forever. So everybody's retiring. So right. it's in that point. Now there's going to be a, a and, and several people retiring almost at the same time. Yeah. So she rolled into you know got all her credentials and graduated almost a four point oh with her masters and uh, and uh, planning and urban development I think is what the title mm-hmm. is. So she's doing great, but now she's just got to get in there and work with the the old ways of doing things and bring this youngster in and <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, that's very exciting, and it's very exciting from a from a career standpoint. If uh, folks have a uh, uh, younger younger people that are looking for a career, a career in planning uh, is actually a very good career and can be re- very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Even with me, with my 30 plus years of planning experience, uh, and of course my whole family and all of my children have been fully immersed in in uh, municipal government and planning. Not one of them uh, has uh, has went into the planning profession. <laughs> and there's been no yeah. lack of me pushing, yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, that did not uh, did not occur. I think they all could have been great, sure. great planners, though. Yeah. So now, where were you at before Hendersonville? Uh, we were living in Owensboro, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and actually, uh, I retired uh, from um, um, the uh, city government, state government in uh, Kentucky uh, about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so this is kind of a second professional life for, for me. Previously there, uh, I was uh, involved in planning and community development, riverfront development, downtown development, neighborhood redevelopment, housing. Um, been involved in the construction of a lot of uh, inner city homes, low to moderate income housing. Mm-hmm. 
uh, units, um, administration of grants, code enforcement, uh, and those types of uh, those types of activities. So that's yeah. kind of a, a little bit of my uh, background. But but you're correct. Uh, this this definitely is a challenge. Uh, this is a great place for a planner to be. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, there's a lot of things that from a planning profession through the review and the process and 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 trying to capture a vision of what we want for our future. Sure to put those things uh, when people are getting approvals uh, to make sure that we're we're checking everything out, how things connect together, how parking lots connect together, what buildings look like. And, and, and it's no accident and it predates me, but there's been very good planning actually in this city for years that was yeah. here well before me. Yeah. And you can just see it driving around the community, uh, the very pleasing nature of the aesthetics of, of how things look. Uh, and then actually there could always be a, another road or two more that would help traffic situations, but there is pretty good connectivity for a city this size. You know, it's not just you. You have a, a great staff. How many do you have uh, working with you? We have uh, seven staff members work for me on the uh, in the planning department, and uh, they do a variety of things uh, that uh, they review, and some of them are more specialized in commercial and industrial development some in residential development. Uh, we have code enforcement. So we have a code enforcement officer, uh, that uh, a zoning enforcement officer uh, that enforces our, uh, our codes and things like that. We have a great administrative support staff. Uh, and then we also have a couple of part-time sign enforcement officers uh, as well. And we have a new position that we're very excited okay. about that uh, just got approved in the most recent city budget. And so we appreciate the support of the, our elected officials in doing that. And it's a, ge- it's a geographic information technician and what that's going to be is we'll have somebody designated that'll keep our maps up and a computer mapping system and that'll be very beneficial i think it's going to be something very beneficial in the planning process but it's going to be very beneficial to the uh the residents as well uh, because there'll be more maps and things of interest Mm -hmm. That they they'll be able to access. Is the city going to launch a satellite? No, we're, no, not, we're, we're, we're holding off on the satellite. That's, <laughs> yeah, we need to. It's not in the budget. <laughs> I guess a lot of people might be asking themselves, you know, just by the word planning, what really is involved in what you do? In planning, we're looking at a lot of different things. I think, as you you had said, we we have to have an understanding of our past, mm-hmm. got to have an understanding of the reality of what's going on right now, and then thinking about the future. Uh, thinking about how does this particular use or this particular development, how not only can we make it the best as a standalone development uh, that we're looking at, but how will it complement and connect to the future of what other things could be as well? Uh, so it's just trying to think in a more comprehensive nature. We do things where we try to uh, fight the urge of being bureaucratic. Uh, so we really we make defensible decisions. Instead of hiding behind, you know, one extreme or another, we try to also look in the middle to determine what makes sense and what makes sense that uh, still is within line of our rules and regulations, uh, but that could promote better development uh, or a better project uh, that we're uh, that we're looking into. There's been a lot of things, uh, you know, that predate me for long-term planning here with uh, with our future land use plans and things like that. The most recent thing that I undertook working with, um, I think your wife was a part of it as well, uh, was working with Hendersonville Horizons. And it's a document that does lay out, uh, I think, about 95 recommended actions for the city to mm-hmm. take uh, in order to address some uh, some different things, and we are we have already uh, knocked out several of those, but uh, we're continuing to look for ways to to address those things mm-hmm. that we identified in that long range document. Well, and it's like with anything, I think you 
in your position, it's got to be frustrating sometimes because, uh, you know, it's good. People are going to love it. And then other people are going to think it's bad. You know, you're going to get fought on anything. We don't want growth. We don't want development. We don't want this to go there. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to go there. How do you handle that? <laughs> it's got to be frustrating. It's something where, um, where as we look at it, we try to stay very professional in, in, in looking at it. Uh, and not tipping the scales one side or the other that applicants uh, you know have a fair a fair opportunity but then also uh, we we take the input and the concerns of citizens in as well and make sure that our decision makers in some cases that may just be limited to the planning commission itself the appointed planning commission in other cases it's the planning commission and it's our board of mayor and aldermen and so one of the things that we're we're tasked to do is make sure they have sufficient and quality information in order to make those different decisions yeah uh, but uh, certainly Certainly, in the planning profession, and it's in any city, uh, there is no uh, no hundred percent pleasing every single group sure. uh, on something. And there are different interests uh, as you look at approving anything or uh, that's being proposed or being considered. Well, we're going to take our first break right now, but I, we got a lot to talk about. I think we could just go on forever, but there's just so much. But I want to talk about what is the, the future of Hendersonville? What's it looking like and what's your vision for that? So we'll be right back after these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbag.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, this is Jeff Shannon, and we're speaking with Keith Freeze, the planning director for the city of Hendersonville, and doing quite a good job, I must say, for a, a youngster. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of history here in Hendersonville. A lot of growth has happened, especially for the people who have lived here a long time. And for the new folks, kind of like us, we haven't seen, you know, what it was way back then, but there's got to be a vision for the future. And there's some areas of town, I think, that probably need more addressing than others. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, West Main, for instance. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting that you brought that up. Is Actually, we're, we've been in the process over the last several weeks. Uh, we have put out an RFP, and that uh, stands for Request for Proposal. The elected officials uh, budgeted in last year's budget uh, some funding for us to do a redevelopment plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the West Main Old Town area, people may be familiar with Old Town. There is an Old Town plan, but it it, it just hasn't quite worked out. I think whatever the vision was uh, years ago, and so what we're looking to do is to totally take a fresh look uh, at that whole area coming into the city from the uh, west end of town uh, across uh, from Davidson County down Main Street and encompass pretty much everything on Main Street, go into the Old Town area on Sanders Ferry, Walton Ferry, uh, all the way up to Drake's Creek Park. Wow, that's And far. so it's about 800 acres, uh, 880 acres, I believe, uh, that we're encompassing. This is a, this is going to be a massive uh, redevelopment plan for this area and so we by next week we'll have selected the consultant that we'll work with and then the goal is to thoroughly look at that whole area look at what is going to be the best for the future of that area looking for what the what is the community's vision for that and we'll go through a planning process to determine what that is and then that will all translate down to future land uses changes to our zoning ordinance uh, that would uh, say these are the kind of things that it would be allowed and the densities and and then actually do some things that would encourage uh, significant investment and reinvestment oh, yeah. within that area. Yeah. My question is, is there going to be like a like there's a certain template 
that that feel or a certain look like an old town kind of look like the in the shape of the buildings the type of buildings so there's going to be a look once you hit west you go, wow this is kind of really nice you know curbs and landscaping and the type of buildings so there won't be like warehousing out there and right. things like that is, is is there a vision in that regard uh, we'll have to see how it progresses through that through the plan uh, uh, we don't really have a detailed design of what that's going to look like one thing on the onset that uh, we're not we're not looking for we're not looking for it to duplicate uh, Indian Lake. Right. Okay. Uh, so we love that. Uh, that's really sort of close to what our standards are there now. Uh, we're looking at something that probably creates a more attractive eclectic type of design uh, that uh, that uses a variety of different mm-hmm. materials and encourages more investment. Right. And, uh, and and possibility of looking at some changes in that within that area to parking requirements, landscape certain landscaping requirements and things like that uh, that just do things a little bit different. Uh, it's not necessarily just a, it's not like a step down from what we're doing right now. It's just imagining it differently. Right. So it's not a bulldozing from no. Drake's Creek Park down to <laughs> Rockland Road. It's a, yeah. it's just taking there and just. Yeah, spicing it up and right. I think you'd see, you know, potentially you'd see a massive reuse of existing buildings. Okay, existing buildings mm-hmm. that are reskinned and you know added onto. Mm-hmm. But there probably would be some areas that would be eventually uh, someone may remove a building uh, and do a newer newer type of development. We want to keep some of that older character up and down Main Street. Limit what some of those different uses might be yeah. and the density of those. Sure, that's. That's really what we're looking at. You have a pretty good uh, relationship with developers, and I, I think, I mean, I haven't heard anybody complaining too much mm-hmm. <laughs> about, you know, how hard that you all are on the developers and things mm-hmm. that they have to do and hoops that they have to jump through. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be anywhere. You, yes. You're going to have to jump through hoops. But w- would you get any f- negative feedback from any of the, the businesses along West Main? I mean, I think they would welcome any kind of beautification or yeah. scale things. The ones that, The ones that we have talked to so far, and of course, we'll be talking with more through this process uh, but uh, they're very interested in a focus within that area and mm-hmm. I and, and I've gotten it from residents as well is that one of the questions that I'm consistently asked over the last four or five years has been what are we going to do on Main Street and my hope is the cum- the accumulation of this plan at the end of it uh, will be the answer to that that mm-hmm. here's what we're going to do my vision for that would be that it's not just a pretty plan that sets up on a on the cabinet and is not actually implemented it's a very action oriented plan that has specific actions that we will once the plan's approved we will start implementing those actions yeah uh, to start try to make the plan actually actually occur yeah and so what kind of time frame are you looking at for that? I mean, once everything gets rolling. Uh, we're hoping that uh, by uh, by this time next year, we will have a plan approved okay. and actually starting implementation. The the next place that comes into mind to me, if for years I've seen a sign right there at Drake's Creek at Sanders Ferry that had a vision of what's proposed along the lake there, mm-hmm. I guess from Lancoya all the way down to probably Moby Dickies, I yes. think. I'm not sure. Was that just, uh, what was that? I'm not sure what that uh, what purpose it served. <laughs> That's still ongoing. Yeah. Uh, what that is is a boardwalk or a walkway oh. uh, that uh, will, part of it will be up on the land, but part of it goes out into the lake. Corps of Engineers. Uh, yeah, and goes all the way down, I believe, to Mallard Point. <clears throat> okay. And so wow. even though the sign is there, the project is still in play. Okay. Uh, there were issues initially a few years ago 
Uh, this is a public works related uh, project, not a planning, uh, but there were some issues with the cost of it. So then they had to do a redesign and I think they've done the redesign and they're waiting on environmental. Okay. But once the environmental things are done uh, and approvals are done, uh, then they'll go move forward with bidding bidding that back out. So what's the the vision that was like a like a boardwalk with mm-hmm. different shops and restaurants and things of that nature or this is just the walkway. Oh just a walkway. Yeah. Okay. There's, so it's not like at a, this point there's not a there's not a other than the old town plan, that's that's part of that old okay. town. Oh good. That's where that had okay. the shops and things like yeah. that. But this new West Main Old Town will define that area. All right. So there will be a plan for that area within that. And Keith has the plan. <laughs> he is the man with the plan. <laughs> so what are what are some of the other things that you think everybody should know? Um, I think, you know, some of the things, just to uh, let folks know, some of the recent things that have been approved that they may not have oh, yeah. heard of that you'll start seeing coming uh, coming online here uh, in the ne- over the next over the next six six to eight months. Uh, one of those is Volunteer Village over there at uh, Walt I think at Walton Ferry in uh, West Main Street. Uh, those building those that shopping center has been renovated and it's very attractive. Yes, they're going to be they're going to be doing a building in front next to Take Five Oil Change. There's there's another um, uh, building that's going to be built built there next to Chipotle. Uh, there's going to be Aspen Dental uh, that uh, that is going to be constructed. There's a Brewster's Ice Cream for okay. folks that yeah. want some more ice cream choices. Yeah, uh, that's going to be in front of Lowe's. Uh, uh, over there uh, off of uh, Anderson. Uh, there's several different uh, residential developments that are that are, that are going to be occurring. Uh, also, the Lightbridge Academy in Durham Farms. It's a daycare uh, facility. Uh, so that will be, be, uh, nice. be yeah. happening. Optima Men's Health uh, over on Maple Row Boulevard. I don't, if people haven't been on Maple Row Boulevard in the last several years, drive through there. There has been an explosion yeah. of uh, smaller... Uh, service and commercial development over there. And that's a uh, very attractive That's buildings. a road that goes behind Kroger. Yes. The new Kroger there on Main Street. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't been over there, I, I would encourage people to, to check that out. Also, we've got Popeye's sort of over there near Lowe's, uh, near Colander Lane and East Main Street, sort of across from where the Jack in the Box the vacant Jack in the Box is so located. The, the tire shop was supposedly going to go in there. No, this is the, the, Popeye's. Popeye's. Yes. So that's going to go where? On the corner, there's a, uh, right there in the corner across from the empty Jack in the Box. Okay. Is where that's uh, nice. located at. There's several different car washes uh, that'll be coming. One on Rockland Road in West Main, one out on New Shackle Island Road uh, next to the BP station, used to be the Exxon uh, station. Chase Bank right here yes. at the entry uh-huh. of, uh, of the streets of Indian Lake. Uh, that's, uh, that's gonna be opening, I think maybe they just opened Monday. Uh, no, they're opening next week, I believe. Yep. That's correct. Then uh, we have a volunteer park at Arrowhead. We have the inline hockey rinks Beautiful. Uh, that, the, that the uh, City Parks Department is working on. Ace Hardware. I think everybody's Beautiful. enjoyed wow. that new yeah. location. And so we're excited about that investment. We have the gatherings that have completed construction over here near the streets of Indian Lake. Avenida, that's the construction's going on right here to the left of us yeah. <laughs> uh, right now. Uh, and so those are just some of the some of the things that I think people might be interested that are just m- more yeah. recent. There's a lot of other things. Uh, a lot of one of the things uh, that when people approach us and developments approach us, uh, we do have a level of confidentiality before they submit. Uh, so we deal with a lot sure. of different things that what will be happening and will be submitted over the next six months. We've been ha- we have those conversations 
two or three times a week with somebody or a development that wants to do something. The Pizza Ranch, that's that's moving along pretty fast. Yes. Yeah, and that that's supposed to open probably I would at the rate of where they're at right now, I would yeah. say the next two to three months. Which I think is an improvement, you know, for yes. that plaza. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I mean there's things that uh, you know are coming up here and I think people really are urging to really shop here in Hendersonville mm-hmm. instead of having to go downtown. And I think that's why we're thriving in the 37075, you know, getting people to shop local and bringing more of these businesses and restaurants. We had Sea Salt pop in, you know, an upscale yeah. restaurant. And these things are, are coming here, which I think people really enjoy. The movie mm-hmm. theater's back open, finally. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think people are excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hendersonville is, is, is really happening, and I think mm-hmm. the, the, the electricity is there, and people are excited mm-hmm. to get back out again. And we've got all these concerts going on. The yeah. music's here. It's back. The city's making it happen. It's been interested with, with uh, the, the COVID things that we've dealt with over the last year. Uh, a lot of cities have experienced, uh, you know, very, diff- very been a very difficult situation. Uh, our city has not experienced that. Uh, this is, um, like I said, I've been here for five years. This last 12 months has been the most, and it's been busy, as you mm-hmm. know, in the last five years. But over the last 12 months, it's been at a higher intensity uh, than it has previously. And the, the amount, sales tax rates up, too. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the good. amount of interest in people wanting to live here, people wanting to develop, invest here is uh, is is completely uh, off the charts i don't see that uh, i don't see that diminishing i think on uh where you were talking about people shopping here i think a lot of the things that happened during covid with davidson county sort of being more locked down than we were were here a lot of shopping patterns changed where a lot of folks in, from davidson county I think at a time probably felt like Hendersonville was too far out. Mm-hmm. And then now they have found that it's not and they really enjoy shopping and dining here and they haven't stopped. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a, that's a positive thing as well. Yeah. Well, I know the mayor was talking a short time ago about the widening of uh 386 yes. uh, starting to happen at some point, you know, but uh, TDOT is not <laughs> known for its uh, expeditious <laughs> work. <laughs> but and speaking of that, with that widening, and when we start doing the development there, Walton Ferry, Old Shackle alignment, when is that mm-hmm. going to start getting out? Because that's been going on for 13 plus years, I guess. Yeah, those uh, those are projects that their public works department are diligently working on. Uh, I know they are finishing up on the right of way uh, on that. And I believe the last I heard is the uh, construction uh, could start uh, by the first of next year, yeah. I believe. Uh, but uh, I think they're finishing up on the uh, acquiring all of the right of way within that project. Okay, here's what I want to plant the seed in your in your hat here. Yes. So Hendersonville has to re- relive and cane the history of music here uh, in this area. So we want to put up a series of theaters like a Branson. <laughs> With all the free land we have here, we have tons of it that's not available. But that would be, that's like my vision. I see these theaters coming mm-hmm. up. I know Conway tried to do that concept mm-hmm. way back, but it didn't It happen. But, you know, it's going to take some money, obviously. But I think that would just be a, an amazing task to, to get that done And if we had the land. so and, and, and it's interesting you brought that up. We, we, we had made some changes in our... Some, some changes in our zoning ordinance last year that did a lot of different things, encouraged more office development. And one of the things that we did is uh, we included something in there about media production facilities okay. Okay. and thinking exactly what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, we're, I think we're ve- we'd be very interested in having 
sort of a mini music role nice. uh, would be uh, would be a great thing to have and some uh, and some performance things as well Excellent. with our proximity to Nashville uh, that would be a great thing to do absolutely uh, we haven't had someone express interest in in realistically doing that yet yep. but I think it's certainly something that that especially from the planning department standpoint we'd be very interested in yep. having that conversation well that's that's all and, it, and you just made my day so <laughs> at least we're, we're heading that direction and and we're thinking about it but uh, Keith we're running out of time right now but it's it's just gone by so fast but thank you so much for for coming in and and kind of sharing your vision appreciate it well thank you very much i appreciate it jeff absolutely and we'll be right back after these words fnm bank presents sumner county spotlights since 1906 fnm bank has been serving middle tennessee with first class products and services visit them today at 221 indian lake boulevard in hendersonville or myfmbank.com all right, welcome back this Sunday morning. Uh, this is Jeff Shannon, and welcome into Summer County Spotlight. And we're going to continue our, our conversation uh, with an upcoming artist, soon to be celebrity. <laughs> and uh, she's got quite a story. And she just recently played over here at the streets of Indian Lake for the Center Stage Plaza. And I know she's just so excited just to be able to get out and perform, as most artists are. So, uh, welcome to the show, Ainsley Costello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I guess we got to kick off and mm-hmm. let everybody know who you are. Well, my name is Ainsley Costello, and I am a 17-year-old singer, songwriter, artist who now lives in Nashville after a year and a half of craziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good place to be. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> and because it, it just has a, a way of rubbing off on you once mm-hmm. you come into the, the Nashville bond. It it's, wraps you up. It does. And you just feel so many of the creative juices, and yeah. that was it was good to feel those in this weird year of non-creativity that we all had, so being in Nashville really helped with the creativity aspect of that last year totally your background i guess you started music early on Mm -hmm. yeah yeah my dad was a musician back in la in the 90s and it's kind of the same story that everyone with musical parents has my my dad was always playing music around the house and i always knew that i wanted to sing and growing up with awesome role models in the music industry i was like oh what if i try songwriting oh what if i try playing guitar and then 17 years later, I landed in Nashville. I'm originally from Seattle, but then a couple years ago, I started like poking my parents in the shoulder saying, hey, Nashville, Nashville. Well, it's crazy. Here recently, it's been hotter in Seattle than it has in Florida. It's like 140 degrees or something, which is unheard of out there. You know what I mean? It's like, how is this happening? But, well, that's great that you made your way down here. And I, um, you know, as, as a lot of artists do, you know, and especially with actresses and actors, they go to LA to try to get the discovered you come here but the great thing about here is everybody is the the musicians and everybody in the business is so sharing mm-hmm. and they're I, I think they're welcoming they're willing to help giving plenty of advice going around we'll say that but uh, there's just so much to learn about this business so let's jump a little bit into this and so what what got you inspired to especially songwriting because that's got to be the hardest part I mean, for me, I'm not a writer, but... Songwriting, I was always a pretty creative writer in school, even at an early age. I loved writing stories and writing poems, and I started really writing songs at 12. For some reason, I feel like 12 is the magic number. Everyone started writing at 12, but, you know, what girl my age wasn't inspired by the songwriters we had, like Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga and all these massive people in the music industry who were making songwriting and being your own artist a cool thing. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I was always singing and I started playing guitar when I was seven and so when I was 12 I I put writing into that mix and it just stuck because I'm 
I'm a very emotional person. We gotta gotta <laughs> let it all out somehow. Yeah, Who knew yeah. girls write songs about their feelings? <laughs> yeah, or about boyfriends. That too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you get in trouble there, but you know, we'll move on. Uh, is there a certain type of uh, song that you like to lock into emotion-wise? Oh my gosh, emotion-wise. Well, last year, I definitely felt a shift in my songwriting because we all had this massive, crazy, weird year that none of us are really expecting. It just comes out of nowhere. And yeah. it was the first time for me that I really experienced this anxiety, like, whoa, what's going to happen? Am I going to be locked down? forever is the thing that I moved here to do gone and so last year for sure there was a creative shift in my writing really talking more about the deep things that you go through when something unexpected like being locked in your house all year can take on your on your mental health and so I wrote a lot about the anxiety of that last year and now as things have started to come back I've started to pull more creative juices from oh here's a cute idea for a love song oh let me write a song about this person who I used to know in Seattle. So it's um it's been a fun shift to try and see what different kinds of songwriting I can do rather than just writing a cute love song or writing songs about my mental health and anxiety. So and I think we're always as songwriters we're always still discovering what yeah. we can do with our abilities. Sure. You you got a song that you've just finished writing? Yeah, I mean, I wrote one yesterday. How many songs? I've written a lot of songs already. I wrote one yesterday. <laughs> no big and deal. I started writing another one yesterday that I have not finished. I have a chorus for it. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm writing I'm writing a lot. I try to treat writing as a job because I love writing and if it's something that I want to do, I'm just like, "Hey, do you want to write with me?" I'll just walk up to someone and say, "Oh, you're a songwriter? Do you want to write with me?" <laughs> Can I write with you? That's the yeah. better way to phrase that question. No. I think it's awesome. And, uh, well, I see you um, You have the axe over there. I do. Can you slam us some uh, keys there on something you're doing? Of course. Get everybody a vision. This song, um... Can I take one of my headphones off? This song came out two days ago, so this is the first live release... If I don't drop my guitar, it's the first live release of this song playing it live. This is called Glitter. This is one of those cute love songs that I was I was talking about because I had the idea for it. And um, glitter is just materialistically my favorite thing ever. I'm always wearing some form of glitter shoes, glitter eyeliner. And so I went into a write with two writers who I write with a lot. And I said, guys, can we write a song about glitter? And they looked at me like I was crazy. And then I explained myself and we got something fun out of it. So this is called Glitter. Party, you're 
sound great. <laughs> You're a million little stars just lighting up my heart. Like glitter. Cue the raining glitter. Like glitter. Like glitter. Just in time. <laughs> Just in time. Wow. <laughs> Glitter. Glitter. It's a fun one. It's in when we're really excited to start playing that out live with yeah. the full band. My drummer's here in the studio right now, and so he was just like playing his parts with the air drums. Air drums. <laughs> so if you want to hear his awesome drum parts, that song is now on Spotify as of two days ago. Wow. Hey, what, why you just said that? Go ahead and uh, give him your website so they can go and check you out. Yeah, my my website is AinsleyCostello.com. My name is kind of weird, so the way you spell it is A-I-N-S-L-E-Y and Costello, as in Elvis Costello, Abbott and Costello, the way you think you'd spell Costello. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, I mean, you've played some pretty cool places. You were at NAM and uh, some other things. How did, how did that come about? Well, NAM, NAM was really cool because I got to play NAM the first year that I went there, which was an absolute dream come true because I think when you go to NAM for the first time, you're never expecting what it actually is because it's Disneyland for musicians. <laughs> but if... Disneyland had taken like three cups of coffee and two Red Bulls. It's just massive and crazy. And so I remember I got in the car after school one day and my mom said, hey, so I know we're going to NAMM. Um, you're you're going to be in a writer's round at NAMM. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> I Okay, let's do it. I am down for anything. And then um, I made some friends with the writers um, at that round in NAMM. And then they invited me back the next year. And then COVID happened. Mm. But... We're really looking forward to going back again next year. Sure. Now, you have a couple of events coming up. You got uh, the Jolly Ollies. You're going to be in, in a writer's round on that. Yeah, what? we're doing, we're playing Jolly Ollies in a couple of weeks. Um, what else are we doing? We are playing the Nash House Saloon in downtown Nashville on July 9th with the full band. That's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, all of our, we're really starting to ramp up our full band gigs again and that's really where we get to do what we love to do we we shine as a full band i think so so who do you have in your band well clay my drummer he is in the room right now and our guitar player player prince his name is actually prince and he's the coolest dude ever and our bassist his name is jim and he's also my dad <laughs> jim yeah wow i've heard about him yeah <laughs> everyone's heard about him he's a force <laughs> well I, i've got to pick his brain i've been i've been dying to learn that bass run to living on a prayer with bon jovi it's such a cool it, it i just can't stop listening to it mm-hmm. you see people doing covers on youtube you know what i'm saying they're do 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 it my fingers don't move that fast anyway, but I, I would love to learn it. But um, So you have, let's see, let's see, Jolly Ollies. That's coming up right here in Hendersonville. That's going to be on July 6th, and you're going to kick off at 7. Who else is going to be there? Is just a bunch of you? or At Jolly Ollies? I don't know yet, but okay. once I do... I'll, I'll come back and tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's tons of songwriters mm-hmm. here that are just, I mean, phenomenal. Killer. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's so many, there's, there's so much great history here in Hendersonville. And if you've done the research, you know everybody that's been here and some you, that are still here you don't know about. Yeah. But producers, uh, historic you know, legendary artists uh, that are still here. And it's just amazing, you know, how this area attracts because way back in the day, this wasn't like you see now. 
people moved here to come on the lake, Johnny Cash and Conway, they all come out here to, to get away from it. Kind of like everybody's going to Franklin and, you know, Green Hills and all of that down there. This this is the, the area, but people are still wanting to be here because it's by the lake, a uh, little less congested, you know, so it, it's kind of cool to, to see all of the history that we have here musically and being able to continue that and have all of these artists because next star right here. Oh, thank you. But it, it'd be cool next year, you know, she's like number one song. If, you know, if we're going to manifest it, let's do it. Hey, positive thinking. <laughs> let's that's put all, it out there in the universe. That's yeah. All, hey, if you, if you think it, it'll happen, you know, so <laughs> now are you going to, um, tell me how you, you record your own stuff or you, yes, you, we you do. Know? Um, we have a home studio because my dad is a yes. musician. He, I really lucked out in the parent department because not only is my dad a musician, it's also his hobby to learn how to work different DAWs. And yeah. we're, we're always talking to our producer friends like, hey, dude, what, what can we put on Ainsley's voice to make it less loud? What can we do with this? What kind of plugging can we use? So sure. we do we do a lot of our our own recording at our home studio. Yeah. And then we've we've made a bunch of friends um, from Seattle and in Nashville who were like, okay, we have the bare bones, we have the meat and potatoes of the song. We're going to send it to you to put the magical fairy dust on it. Yeah. So we, we do a lot of our, our own recording at home, which is a really awesome experience yeah. because there's nothing more freeing, and I will say this until the day I die, there's nothing more freeing than doing your 27th vocal take at 2.30 in the morning with very fuzzy sweatpants on. <laughs> but it's comfortable. It's very comfortable, yeah. <laughs> and then you just go in and go to bed. Right? Yep, exactly. You have to drive anywhere, let's hop on a bus, let's go. Yep. The future seems bright, and I think there's going to be a, a lot of things that, that are going to be happening. We have this event that we just passed, I don't know if I told you about this, but it was a porch fest. And we have all these singer-songwriters that, that right across the road here off Main Street, phenomenal. And all these artists play on the porch, and we have food trucks and it's just a great venue to showcase your work and it's a great place to try out some new songs and see what reaction you're getting from people and, and you know what I mean so it's a great testing ground as well definitely and it's funny that you mentioned porch fest because one of our friends from Seattle she visits Nashville very frequently she played at porch fest the other day and okay. we got to yeah. go see her for oh, the first cool. time in a year yeah. and a half so I said Jessica oh my gosh <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got some really uh, phenomenal uh, talent uh, coming to that. And, of course, we have Freedom Festival that just happened and phenomenal uh, mm-hmm. turnout. And, you know, we have all these big concerts are coming uh, we don't even know about. But mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're happening because people want to get out and listen to real music live yes. <laughs> so that's great again so let's uh, let everybody know your, your website how they can get hold of you so if they want to book you is there a different way to do that or they can do it on your website you, c- you can do it on my website which is ainsleycostello.com my email is ainsleycostelloofficial at gmail.com and all the Instagrams and the socials are ainsleycostelloofficial or ainsleycostello yeah very cool well listen I th- I, thanks so much for taking your time to come in here and now you got to hit the recording studio to uh, record the song you just wrote a few hours ago and we're ready to go that's how let's fast do it. Yeah. let's do it Mm-hmm. But again, thanks very much and, and good luck. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having yeah, me. Absolutely. This has been so much fun. Well, that's going to conclude this portion. We'll be right back. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, this is Jeff Shannon. We're going to continue our conversation since we're talking music so far. I think we're going to continue on. We have a, a longtime musician here, a famous dude, and he just loves music. Don Dickerson, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. So why don't we, uh, let's just 
kick it off and let everybody know some of your background. Okay, the Garage Band has actually been around about 16 years, and um, it's given back through rock and roll. All of our members are volunteers. They're all professionals, uh, business people from the community primarily. We work totally for free for charities to help them raise money. Mm -hmm. And we played for most charities you can think of. And most all of, of, of the things we do benefit children. That's our primary right. um, uh, interest, and we've been doing it a long time. And um, for, I was in the insurance industry for about 30 years, and it goes back to about 1990. And I, I hadn't played saxophone in like 20 years, mm-hmm. hadn't picked it up, and did a high school class reunion like so many people do over their lifetime if they've played music. And it was very well received, surprise, surprisingly. <laughs> and there was a group of senior citizens that were uh, remodeling a federal customs house building built in the mid-1800s into a museum. All of the people were senior citizens, and, and I got to thinking that the town is a pretty economically deprived area. I thought uh, it gave me an idea we could have a town reunion once a year, and people from all over the country might come back. A lot of them would be there already visiting family. And so we started uh, playing a benefit uh, Thanksgiving um, weekend in 1991. We did that for seven or eight years, and it was well received, and people came from all over the country, really, that had grown up in tri-state area where I grew up. And so after a a bit of time, I I got to thinking I could probably take some of those same musicians and and fill up the band with local friends here in Hendersonville area. Mm and uh, raise some money for kids. Nice. And that's what we did. The garage band actually started in my garage in Hendersonville. That's where the name comes mm-hmm. from. And uh, we're a large group. And as I mentioned, we're volunteers. We've got um, like 12, 12 uh, members up there. We generally use That's 12 right. pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a five-piece horn section. We have four vocalists, two men, two women, and a full rhythm section. Mm-hmm. So when we show up, it's kind of like the circus coming <laughs> to town. You know, there's a lot of us. <laughs> and uh, you don't see that so much anymore, uh, the big horn bands, mm-hmm. um, mostly three five-piece groups mm-hmm. but, uh, that's kind of how it all got started and um what kind of music you guys playing a mixture of everything i would think we yeah. play basically rock and roll and r&b um kind of like a cover band would yeah. do um there's probably one or two or three from the 60s and a bunch from the 70s and you know a couple or so maybe from the 90s and more current Mm-hmm. So we play, yeah, a broad mixture, mostly horn-related tunes. Yeah, yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Do a bit of that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I really enjoy the well, horn Well, you know, section. I think people enjoy that that big sound. You know, it, that, you know, guitar, intimate thing. But you put the big band up there. I mean, you're catching some attention. It's powerful. Yeah. It really is. And uh, it has a lot of energy. And, and I think people uh, react well to it because you don't see it just every day live. Mm-hmm. Seems to go over well at all the charity events we've done. And we've done a bunch. Of them. Yeah. Well, and I think people appreciate that, especially for children. I mean, any time yeah. you can you know, help the needy children or the children's uh, events, things like that, I, I think is so important. When I was in the insurance business, it was daily that we got solicited for money for charities, and most all were good causes. And mm-hmm. of course, you can't give to everything. And so I thought, well, maybe if we just give to children, that's where we start. Yeah. And uh, that's what I did when I was in the insurance business. For the same reason, that's what the band does today. Yeah. Now, do you have a website or... 
Uh, we use Facebook. Uh, Facebook, okay. Uh, yeah, we don't use a website any longer. So if they, went on, if they went on Facebook and they wanted to find out more about you, they would just type in GarageBand? GarageBand Revival. Revival, yes. Revival. Okay, you put that in. And then check it out and they can see what you're doing and what's coming up and everything. A lot of pictures, uh, a lot of um, billboard things where we play different events yeah. over the years. And there's some video, a live recording. Yeah. Uh, you can get a good idea of what the band does. And uh, the band's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, today... A lot of energy. A lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. You can go to Nashville downtown today and hear perfection. And uh, But the garage band is fun. Yeah. We have fun and we try to get people that attend the events to have a have a good time sure and i think it's very admirable that you have all of your friends that have agreed to do this you know taking time out of their schedule to, to come and and support these causes that you do yeah we've had you know my medical doctor had played barry Saxon in the band we've had lawyers and we've had <laughs> plumbers we've had you know from every uh, yeah. walk of life and they are remarkable people and uh big hearts and uh, they're there for the right reasons and um, it's not a thing to be in the music business or to be have ambitions to be in that industry Mm -hmm. it's just to give back and have some fun and that's what it's about oh yeah and i think a lot of people they don't get into the music business to make money anyway they just enjoy love love what you do yeah i mean you make money hey that's good (laughs) yeah we've had great professional quality musicians come through the band uh, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them have gone on to be you know to work in the industry but mostly local people giving back to local kids what is your vision and what do you foresee the future of the music business and like where it's going uh, what do you think is going to be happening here in the next many years? Well, you know, everything's digital. Of course, the CD's almost gone away. Um, downloads, um, that's where it is. And, that, and that's, <laughs> it's going to continue in that direction until something uh, else comes along. You know, you had vinyl records, which is kind of, they've kind of made a comeback. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And then you had cassette tapes and, you, and CDs were big. And then, you know, you just go online and download download yeah. your music today and um, artists strive to have you have to have a lot of hits to make money in that in the industry today sure I think that it's going to stay pretty much like it is uh, until the next um, generation of media comes about yeah I don't know what that could be because well, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to produce a product like a, a disc or a vinyl and now vinyl uh, is like wow it's like film you know what I mean it's yeah. like we got away from film oh got to go digital it's that's the best way now if you go back to film it's like wow that's cool well <laughs> that's I, the old way of doing it <laughs> there's something warm about the videotape and um analog that yeah. doesn't really um, translate uh, in digitally mm-hmm. for example you can have fine speakers and a powerful pa and play play it back a cd as loud as you wish and you can play it loud and you can fill the room but it doesn't have the same warmth or energy mm-hmm. as the older tape and it certainly doesn't have the warmth of live music yeah. something it's, missing yeah well it's like you get the people that listen to the vinyl like what's all those that clicking and that that sound and you got people that spend hours and hours trying to remove those clicks and little you know that the needle coming across the vinyl it's like no that that's that's what's good about that (laughs) it has a warm different sound and i think people have rediscovered it a little bit today you know you can produce a record with a small amount of Mm -hmm. equipment in a room uh, at your at your home or your office well then i think everybody's streaming they're doing the the social media things they're you know what i mean and they're doing the home concerts and uh, doing the zooms and uh, things of that nature which i think uh, because of the the pandemic and it's caused us to kind of reevaluate do things a little differently to maybe still survive 
time. Now, I don't know how successful some of them were, you know, working off uh, tips and stars and whatever they get, uh, you know, when they do the virtual tip jar or what have you, but it seemed like a good idea to get your, get your music out there. Yeah, I think today, from what I'm told, record companies are looking for a new artist that's already traveling and working and has a lot of followers and uh, mm-hmm. has some some basis to you know invest their money in mm-hmm. a little different than when you know i was coming up yeah absolutely i mean it's like uh you know these new artists come in here and they create these these tracks and uh, and and they're really sounding good and, and I don't yeah. think you can really evaluate the true quality of the sound coming through a phone. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm sure technically, you know, having a, a track mastered uh, as well as it should be, you know, it doesn't really matter for digital stuff unless you're there analyzing every little thing. But, but I think it's good that, that they have that medium and an outlet that they can express themselves and get their music out there where they most of years ago, you couldn't do that. Right. You know, back in the day, different world, you had to go have a guy go around promoting you to all the radio stations and, and right. pushing it and doing the publicity and getting you, you know. So the industry's really changed. It really has. Know? Yeah. And I, I'm really removed from that. That's not, you know, what I'm interested in or what I, what we really do. And, uh, but I have friends, close friends that are in the business and even my son so I hear, you know, a lot about it from friends. And uh, interesting, it has changed. It is. Now, with the uh, Freedom Festival that just happened, it's amazing to me, you know, the, the amount of people that are just wanting live music. Pin up demand, get yeah. out, enjoy life. Totally. You and know, with, you guys, with you guys, I think it's just, you know, a, such a big sound. People are really going to jump on board with this. And, well, and I hope so. We yeah. want everybody to have a, have a great time when they, they come to here and see us. Um, it's kind of interesting. The Garage Band has had a, some sadness this year. We yeah. lost our lead singer, Tommy McRae, uh, in, in April. And we also had a, a couple of our alternate players, a singer and guitar player, uh, pass away about the same time as Tommy. So I we've had some that. real sadness. Yeah. Oh. And so at the Freedom Festival this year, the band's going to dedicate the performance to Tommy McRae. And uh, he was a wonderfully nice, sweet, wonderful guy, yeah. talented. And. Uh, well, I sure know everybody was shocked. They were, they were shocked oh, at the hearing yeah, that you news. Know, oh, man, it was. Tommy had a great heart. Helped us raise a lot of money over a number yeah. of years. I mean, helped charities raise a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have uh, events coming up? Uh, we've Did gone from doing a lot of events a year to doing a few. Yeah. And the ones that we do tend to raise more money. I mean, we the, the smaller events, you know, we've raised two or $3,000, and we've been... We're participating in events that raise four hundred thousand dollars, and it's just um, as large as the band is, and as much work as it takes to make uh, make it happen, put it together for an event. You know, to me, two, three, or four events a year is about what I'd like to do. Now, what do you you got? Anything planned for the holidays coming up? Going to uh, do a benefit for children, our people, in November. Okay, November the third. Where are they based out of? Based out of Gallatin. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, they're an after-school educational program. Okay. Gets the kids off the streets, gets them into a an educational situation every day. They have almost 100% um, graduation from their program. And these kids, uh, they stay off the street corner and they, mm-hmm. they get an education. They go on to the junior college in Gallatin and uh, pretty remarkable to watch. I would love the information if you can have them contact me. I and will. I can start promoting it as it goes because I think it's what a sure great cause will. that is. Wow. And, and you guys are jumping on board with that. Yeah. We've done, done the events for them two or three times yeah. before. 
more in the last 16 years. Yeah, you know? I, I would love to talk to them. We try to work for charities that take advantage of the situation because we give them a gift and we want them to make all the money they sure, can. Yeah. And that's uh, that's what that part of it's about, well, is making money for kids. Well, I, I'm real proud of what you guys do, and I Thank think you. it's phenomenal. I know the community appreciates you, and your, your reputation is stellar. And yeah. anytime anybody hears that name, they know they're getting first-class entertainment. So Thank you so yeah, much. Absolutely. So, well, not hate. I know you're real, real busy. Thanks for coming in and spending some time with us, and uh, we're going to talk again real soon. All right. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Summer County Spotlight, heard in each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock here at WHIN. It's going to be on the podcast page. Uh, now, that's going to kick off here on Mondays. That it drops about a little after 8 o'clock. So just check it out, whinradio.com. Just look for the podcast and then go down to Summer County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. We'll check you next time. So long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.